Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host. The show episodes, beginning from September 2019, can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Senior Straight Talk, and of course can be found and downloaded on popular podcast platforms. And the show is also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel. So please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. Family members considering taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiver's Guide to Caregiving the Basics. You'll be able to find information on the course once you click on the link for the free book offer on the Senior Straight Talk host page. And you can also find information on the homepage of my website, phyllisamonassociates.com by clicking the link to freeagingparentbook.com. And once you grab the free copy of Dignity and Respect, you'll find information on the Caregiver's Guide to Caregiving course and the valuable free bonuses that go along with it. My latest book chapter in WTF to OMG with a little LOL, Unpacking Life's Hidden Lessons, was released July 19th and became a number one Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. It features my story about personal responsibility and self-care, which led me to the work I do today. And the book is available on Amazon. Now my free previous book chapter was released on May 17th in Think Big, also available on Amazon. And it's my story, my big vision, about my projects which are dedicated to raising awareness about the value of older adults in our society. I'm honored to be included in this book alongside the iconic and legendary Brian Tracy and many others. Kyle Wilson, publisher, is president of Jim Rohn International and the many stories included in both books can inspire and motivate you in your business and positively impact your own personal development and growth. As the ambassador for Conscious Aging Life Management, I will help you develop your personalized longevity or wellness care plan so you can continue to age as healthfully and gracefully as you possibly can. Please email me at phyllis at phyllisaimanassociates.com for more information. The place to begin is within and the time to begin is now. Senior Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Senior Straight Talk and the Pass It On Network continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And now I'd like to introduce today's guest, who in June of 2022 
was knighted by the Royal Order of Constantine the Great and St. Helen, joining the ranks of 350 dames worldwide. She's an internationally acclaimed, award-winning media personality, producer, director, writer, author, public speaker, and former supermodel and winner of the Celebrity Survivor Show. With hundreds of television and film credits to her name, this who's who of international and American woman, women brings over 35 years of entertainment industry experience in both international and American markets. She's founder and CEO of In the Limelight Media, a multimedia platform consisting of TV, video, a podcast, and a digital magazine. Her shows can be seen on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, etc. And her podcast is heard on 15 different distribution platforms. Her best-selling book entitled The Self-Esteem Regime was published November 11th, 2021 by Roman and Littlefield. And the audiobook was published by Recorded Books two weeks later. The book drops in Italy on November 11th, 2022. She was the first American to present Russian TV at the Kremlin, has had two private audiences with Pope John Paul II honoring her social work. And as the ambassador to the United States, she actively helped African women win the Nobel Peace Prize in 2011. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to have Clarissa Burt as my guest today on Seniors Straight Talk. So I'm so glad you're with me today, Clarissa. It's such an honor to have you here with me. And I just want to say that I heard you speak at, a, um, at an event called Prosperity Camp that, that uh, Greg Reed produces in his house. And as soon as you started talking about your book, The Self-Esteem Regime, it really so resonated with me with what I'm doing and talking about for especially older adults to embrace at a different point in their lives. Maybe they've, you know, finished taking care of their families and, and um, or maybe they've retired and, and how do they feel about themselves inside? And so it resonated with me so much. I said, I have to have a conversation with you on Senior Straight Talk because I think it's so valuable for, for everyone, but especially for this demographic. Well, thanks very much. And apart from this talk, I think Senior Straight Talk is just extremely valuable. It's so important. And with, you know, there really isn't that much out there, Phyllis, as you well know, uh, that is helping educating and informing seniors uh, today. Um, as we all know, baby boomers are starting to, you know, we're all aging in, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm at, the, I'm at the, you know, the back end. I'm, you know, a 59 baby, but you know, the, from 46 to 64, these baby boomers, they're coming in and they're coming in in big numbers. And, you know, they're, they're really not knowing where to go for the information. So good on you for doing this. I cannot wait. I think there might be a little bit of a TV show percolating back here, but I think it would be extraordinary if you could take, you know, take this into, into mainstream. Uh, yeah. I mean, social, as, as social, uh, sorry, as self-esteem is one of those kinds of things that, you know, it doesn't have an age or race, a creed or anything else, you know, it's, it's life and, and how we navigate it. And it's our, the perception of ourselves as we go uh, through life. So, 
you know, um, I, you know, we we can hit uh, self-esteem issues at any age. And certainly I think that uh, especially parents and I mostly speak to women, but I I'm certainly am very sensitive to men as well and their issues. And that is as the baby boomers are are aging out, they are becoming empty nesters. They are some are separating and divorcing. Some are, uh, you know, uh, starting to feel physically not as well, mentally not as well. We start to see some of the uh, uh, issues with brain, physical body that start to, you know, encroach upon um, our latter years. And these are certainly things that will will really wreak havoc with with self-esteem. I'm so glad that we're having a chat about it. Uh, It's absolutely normal that, you know, we have these these hurdles and these difficulties, these obstacles in life. There's no blame, no blame, no shame, and no guilt. Absolutely. So um, um, I have a a coaching program and it's around um, conscious aging life management. And as part of the really, uh, it, it came out of this word that I've trademarked, which is empathy, I-M-P-A-T-H-Y, which is like the inner game of empathy. And so when we're talking about not game as in, you know, uh, something fun, really necessarily, but, you know, that is what self-esteem is. It's about, you know, your, your, how you're feeling about yourself, you know, your, your inward um, feelings. Uh, rather than empathy about others. And so it's so integral to this program, this coaching program that I have that, um, I mean, it just, I just thought it was like a marriage made in heaven in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, uh, coaching is a great idea, by the way. And again, um, I, I totally advocate for those. Again, you know, when I when I would read a book uh, as uh, through my life, I always went into what we would call the self help section. Right? It was a place where I found sanctuary and I found sanity, if you will, in the world. When I could walk into remember Borden books and Walden books and and mm. of course Barnes and Noble, uh, who is the last uh, the last standing um, uh, bookstore that you know I would go into. This, that's where I would live. I would live in social this. Uh, sorry, in this self help section. Today it's called personal development, and there there are two huge aisles. It's a billion-dollar industry. We are always going to be looking for when we want to up our game, we want to better ourselves. When life's path is is you know, I get you get to a point where you have to sort sort of swerve a little bit. Um, these are the kinds of instruments that are going to help you: courses, classes, books. Um, you can find some uh, some great solace on YouTube if you if you you know if you search. Uh, the right, the right keywords. Um, and we should always be looking to, you know, better ourselves to feel better about ourselves. Uh, they call it self-esteem for a reason, uh, not, sh- not shelf esteem. I mean, <laughs> you know, as long as the book is still on the shelf, <laughs> as long as the book is still on the shelf, it's not doing you much good, right? <laughs> But <laughs> get the book. Let's bring it home. Uh, and I love my book, the self esteem regime. I love the idea that it. You know, I hear that it's helping to change lives. And I, you know, as an author, that is a really great, a great thing to hear. It warms my heart. But there are so many uh, ways, so many books that you can um, that you can get your hands on. Go to a library; they're full of them as well. Uh, just as long as you're getting the help that you need, and 
I also talk about the importance of support groups. Uh, you know, we have our natal tribe, we have friends and family, we have our faith, and they're all different groups that we find on our in our path along the way. But have we truly chosen any of those? Was our faith decided for us early on? Our, you know, our, our natal tribe, friends and uh, uh, friends as well might be from, uh, you know, some of the people that you met through your educative process, colleges, universities, high school. These are people you find along the way. How many of those people are your ride or dies? How many of those are there are the five people in your life that you know you can count? Let's say three. If you have three, you're really lucky. The person you can call at two at three o'clock in the morning and know that they're always there. So support groups and finding yours this and never has it been easier than today to find our our uh, our ride our dies our groups our you know, meetup.coms you know life just as as we age doesn't mean that it, it you know it, it, it it's over yet and you know as they say it's not over until the fat lady sings right but i i agree i have um so i i was a speech and language pathologist most of my professional career i mean i still am although i don't practice you know consistently anymore and um so my specialty was working which you know which we'll talk about in the second half was um, working with people who are dependent on mechanical ventilation or trachs or have respiratory issues. And, and um, so I have a very black and white um, view of what you say, it's not over till the fat lady sings, you know, there's death and dying and the process of dying. And I say, listen, here's the thing, either you're breathing and you're with us or you're not breathing and you're not. It's just, and, and I think it comes from this experience that I had working with people on mechanical ventilation. So I agree with you. It's not over until you take the last breath. I mean, I have personal experience with that, even personal, you know, but anyway, not going into that. I wanted to say something and I was looking at, uh, cause I have your book pulled up, pulled up on my, um, on my iPad here. And um, there's something in the intro, you say you deserve to look good and feel good right now. And the interesting thing about that, when I read it, was I had this poem, The Wellness CEO, which uh, I, maybe I'll send you at some point in time. Anyway, nevertheless, but at the end of the poem, I say, you know, make the rest of your life the best of your life. And the, the, the place to begin is within and the time to begin is now. Yes. And uh, then I added to that and I, I said, you know, feel fab, look fab, be fabulous you. And there's, it doesn't matter what age you are, as you're saying, you always have opportunities for that. No matter what's happened in your life, um, no matter what's happening now, there are always that opportunity. So, you know, I mean, do you want to talk about the book a little bit? The chapters are phenomenal. I'm up to chapter six, I have to tell you. And even though I'm up to chapter six, I would recommend the book to anyone. I've gone back and reread some of the beginning chapters. Right. It's not a one-time read, in my opinion. And chapter six is reinvent. That's a perfect chapter to be talking about right now for uh, for seniors. Right now, you and I had a conversation yesterday on the phone because we were setting up this podcast. And I told you my age, you told me yours, and you went, you know what? I feel like I'm just getting started. Now I'm 63, and and you have you know you're the age that you are. You're not stopping. You're forging for forward in, in like a freight train and doing amazing things. Just since you know the two months I've known you, you have done you know amazing things. It, it is it is possible. Look, they always you know I think we have the misconception. And by the way, everyone 
can do whatever they want. This is not, but we have the misconception that we reach a certain age, that's it. There's no, you know, we've, we, there's a, a glass ceiling. We can't go any further. We watched, uh, you know, I think we, we kind of look at how our grandparents aged or even our parents are aging, right? And we go, well, yeah, that was it for them. You know, well, medicine has come a long way. Since then, you know, our grandparents aged out or our parents are have aged out. Medicine has come a long way. We know that through diet and exercise, we can we can add years to our good health and good wealth. Right. So I really want to impress upon seniors that if you're on the if you're on the shelf and you're not, (laughs) you know, you're sitting on that shelf, that proverbial shelf that we want you to get off of and and, and get get that book off of. you know, keep on moving on. You live your dreams. It's this is your time. You have spent a lifetime living. I think I can speak, you know, pretty plainly. Say you've been living for others. You've been living right. for parents. You've been living for spouses. You've been living for children. You might even be helping with grandchildren. That's all lovely, and I and I really applaud that. It's super noble. But guess what? It's your time now. And 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 you know, let's take a really good look at where you're you are, where you're at. And, 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 you know, self-esteem sometimes, you know, it takes courage. People say, oh, I'm too old for that now. I could never. Well, you're never going to be able to with that attitude, right? So keep, you know, keep, live your dreams now. Don't think that, you know, that, that this is the end or that, you know, it's not. <laughs> I promise you. I started this, I started in the limelight media three years ago. I started writing the book two years ago. I'm 63 right. and a half now. I, I love to add the half. Right. You know, so I'm five and a half. Well, now that I'm a senior, I kind of know why. I just I just add that little. I'm 63 and a half now. <laughs> so it's so funny you say that because that you brought up five and a half because I have this. Um, you know, a, a lot of it has to do with the words we use, the words we choose, and the words we use. But the words that have been um, that we're indoctrinated to using in our culture. It, it's just the way it is. Every culture has expressions and mannerisms and words and whatever. And I, um, a couple of years ago, I started thinking, you know, it's very, I've written about this. It's very cute that when you ask a little child, how old are they, how old are they? And they hold up, you know, they're trying to hold up four fingers and three and, you know, because they don't have the manual dexterity for it yet. And, And that's very cute. And then when you're nine, you can't wait to become 10 because you're double digits. And then 12, 13, you're an adolescent, how fantastic. And then 19, you're 20, now you're kind of a young adult. And, and it goes on and on, you're middle age, you know, 40s, you're like mature, 50, okay. But then, and all of this, you say, I'm 20 years old, I'm 30 years old, I'm 40 years old. And I think it reinforces that word old. And that also is a mindset about, oh, I'm old now. But so now when you're 60 years old or 70 years old, it's not yeah. as cute as when the little kid was holding up his fingers. So in I love language, that you said 64 languages. They say, I have 63 years. Correct. Or, and when they ask, they'll say, how many years do you have? Or right. what year are you in? Which That's I think is far more yes. appropriate. That's great. That's awesome. I love that. Well, anyway, back to chapter six of being, you know, reinventing. Yeah. Don't stop. Keep moving forward. And I think, you know, a lot of people, they, they fall into certainly fear, right? We have fear and, 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 and entrepreneurs, we, we very, you know, frequently we hear, well, that means face everything and rise, like face right. everything and face everything and rebuild, you know, face everything and take responsibility face everything and reinvent. So there's a couple of acronyms just right there for fear, right? So fear right. is normal. 
applaud it, accept it, embrace it, love it, and forge forward anyway. And the second one is the uh, the fear of failure. Well, what if I fail? Oh my God, what if I fail? What if I fail? Well, well, what if you don't fail? What happens if you don't? And failing, the acronym I love is your first attempt in learning. There was never anything that came off an assembly line. There was never an invention made that didn't go through quite a few numbers of prototypes first, which meant- wasn't a failure. It meant you were that much closer to success. So let's, you know, kind of debunk fear and failure, if you will, and pull out the word courage and being courageous, moving forward, knowing that all of these things, when you're dealing with self-esteem and you're willing, dealing with the daily demons that are telling you, you can't, and the naysayers that are saying you're out of your mind, you're crazy. You're too old for this stuff. Now I'd have to debunk the myth and disagree. You know, when I was, um, So I'm 69 and um, more than 69 and a half. I'm closer to 70. I'll be 70 in January. January, right. So 69 and three quarters. (laughs) So so, um, um, when I was six, I think it was right before I was 60, I started taking ballroom dancing lessons. And one of my... um, she was really my, my hero in, and uh, in a lot of ways, she was 70 and she had just started taking Argentine tango lessons when she was 69. And she was, she was my idol really for, for a long time. Um, huh? Who? No, no, the, it was just a woman in this dance studio. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Sorry. Sorry. It wasn't clear. Okay. And so she started dancing and uh, taking Argentine tango when she, six, she was 69. And I've said this many times before, for whatever reason, I don't know what that is. My kids, my adult children, they, they never really appreciated it, liked it, or whatever reason, whatever preconceived notion they had about why I shouldn't be doing this or why it was maybe uncomfortable for them for me to be doing it. But I just forged ahead and did it anyway, because I love it. And right. that's, that's what it's about, right? Finding something sure. that you love and brings you joy as you continue to age, because that is what's going to keep you, I don't want to use the word younger, but give you um, a vibrancy, right? And um, yep, right? your verve, getting that verve, keeping the verve, love that word. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, I, I mean, I love this uh, chapter reinvent, but there are so many other chapters about, um, you know, identifying those, you know, it might take some self-examination, which might not be so easy. You want to talk about that a little? Well, I do. Here's what I do want to bring home about the book. And that is, this is a manual. This is for me as a mission and a movement, but the book is a manual. It's a resource and not a read. It's a resource that you read, right? And when I say that, I mean, you're going to find, you're going to find uh, case studies in here. You'll find Clarissa's Corner. There's the Clarion Call. There's a review. There's homework. There's case studies. This is a way to take uh, self-esteem in hand. And I call it a regime for a reason. A regime meaning uh, an organized way of doing things. That's it. Mm -hmm. I start at the first chapter being release. What are you bringing to the table that's not serving you? Let's start there. Let's get rid of all the stuff, right? Let's start releasing before chapter two is rebuilt. And then we go on from there. And I will tell you that chapter by chapter, as you read it, and if you do the work, you are going to find out things about yourself that you knew 
were kind of lurking and you had to deal with, but just kind of didn't want to, because it might've been a little uncomfortable. And then you're going to read the book. And in some of these chapters, you're going to find out things that you didn't even know were there that you had to deal with that were holding you back, which is so important because we know we can attack, we can attack the things, you know, that we know we have to work on, but the things you don't even know are there. Who knew until you start? So there's a, a lot of journaling. You're going to be doing mirror work, which is so impactful and so empowerful. Mm. Uh, powerful. I got uh, I got it first from Louise Hay uh, and her works, and then Jack Canfield used it in some in his works, and um, and I've adopted it as well in the self esteem regime because it is that. Look, it feels really strange. It's off. It's kind of awkward and a little uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When you start looking in the mirror and and talking to yourself, um, you, you know, sometimes you're not going to know what to say. Other times you're going to be really kind with yourself, and sometimes you might just be a little more. I'm going to say severe with yourself, be kind to yourself, be very kind to yourself. And, um, and if you do the work, it's really spectacular. So there are two things I want to say. Uh, one is when we say it's a resource, I don't want people to think it's like an academic book because oh, it's no, nothing no. like an academic no. book. So I just wanted to make that clear. Right. It, it is it is a read, but it's a, a read for resources. It's it's a beautiful read. It's an easy read. It's not like a textbook. So I right. want to make that clear. Oh, yes. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead, please. No, no. I was just going to say, and I, I know I emailed this to you. Um, I love Louise Hay. I have Louise Hay, um, some of her uh, CDs. I used to listen to them every day in my car when I was driving. Um, and the funny thing is that as part of this co coaching course that I have on empathy, um, I have something about looking in the mirror and talking to yourself. And I have a particular um, exercise that goes along with that. And I find even for myself, like you said, it's not always easy. We look at the mirror but we don't look at ourselves in the mirror and see a person looking back at ourselves. Right. And that is not an easy thing to do. I right. agree. That's a great thing. That's a great. So we look at the mirror and not in the mirror, I think is what you're trying to say. And I love that. I think that's right. really great. Absolutely. So we're going to take a short break on Senior Straight Talk. And when we come back, I, I want to continue talking about the book, but there are some other things that um, I alluded to in the, in uh, the first, uh, in the beginning. And, and I'd like to continue the conversation on uh, on that as well. So we'll be right back on Senior Straight Talk with a phenomenal conversation with the dynamic and, and um, beautiful Clarissa Burt. So see you in a few. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now back to Senior Straight Talk. 
So welcome back to Senior Straight Talk. I'm here with Clarissa Burt. We have been talking about her phenomenal book, The Self-Esteem Regime, which, uh, as she says, it's it's a, a movement and a mission uh, that she's starting. And I, I really believe that is going to be the case because I could see it, it has so many uh, valuable um, benefits for so many people in so many different walks of life. Um, but I also wanted to talk about the fact when I started, I said, you know, unless you talk with somebody, you never know what they're going through, what their life is, what they're experiencing. And it may be something very much similar to what you are, your path or somebody you know, and that creates connection, right? So I had contacted you uh, after hearing you speak at Prosperity Camp, Greg Reed's Prosperity Camp, and uh, about the book, Self-Esteem Regime. And But in our first conversation, you told me about your mother, who's in her 80s, and what you were experiencing. Yes. And that was so far from my mind in this conversation that it just further validated for me how many people share this journey. Right. Without a doubt. Yeah. I, you know, it was one of those kind of things that was unexpected on uh, August uh, 15th of this year, I got a phone call and it was my mother. She said, Chrissy, I've been in an accident. And so, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to live very close to my mother and she wasn't too, too far away, but you know, the ambulance was already there and she was being whisked away to the hospital. And that started a Calvary, if you will, of just you know, really a very difficult time with a week in ICU. She already had COPD and pleurisy. She broke her sternum and cracked ribs. Uh, she was one big, just one big black and blue. So just to give you the idea that, you know, physically she really, really, really took a hit and she's not a, you know, she's a frail woman. She's five, six and I don't know, a hundred nothing pounds. So, you know, it was the last thing we really needed. So it came out of the blue as life does. And that's why I talk about being strong, you know, in with self-esteem standing strong in your stead, because when that storm, that hurricane, that, you know, tornado comes through, you might lose a leaf or two. You might even, you know, branch might be broken off but you won't be uprooted and transported away with the storm because you have the tools in the shed that you need. Now, I, you know, um, let's say mom and I really got to know each other so much better now that I've become her caregiver. You know, I mean, I had my life and she had hers and we'd see each other at family events or fairs and things, but it wasn't really a, a, the typical real close mother and daughter situation. Now it is. And so I, I, I found myself becoming uh, overnight, you know, I, almost a 24 seven caregiver. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, and it was, it's been quite a, an experience um, for for me and certainly for my mother. I had, after you and I spoke yesterday, we took her to uh, the doctor again, then we went for another x-ray. So it's been a, a, a very, very, um, an interesting time seeing how now as a caregiver, my mother really does depend on me. You know, uh, the relationship has completely shifted. Um, and I want to be there for that. I want to support that and validate that relationship and, and uh, be there for her as much as I possibly can. But I also have to learn a new balance, if you will, for my life, because there's the whole there's a whole new uh, uh, entity, if you will, that has been uh, introduced into my old way of being. And that is mom two miles down the road who needs me to food shop or to pick up her mail or she she's homebound and on right. oxygen. So it's been very interesting um, to see. And there's been some some issues also where she's been, you know, a little 
unsure. This kind of, a, a you know, accidents can really shake you up terribly. And there's been a little bit of a mental shake up with mom as right. well. So we're working on getting her better in every way. And yesterday, I'm happy to say, two months from her uh, at her accident, we had her back to work. Yes, she's 82 and wanted to go back to work. She works part-time and loved being back in the office, in her element with her friends. And I stayed in the office with my computer in a back room just to make sure, you know, she knew she knew I was there if there should be need for me to be there. So I... Um... Thank you so much for willing to share that story. Um, And, um, you know, I had emailed you a few times about making sure to care for yourself. Um, And even even though, you know, that's that's part of self-esteem, once you get, as, as you can speak to, once you get involved in this caregiver role, uh, you can lose yourself very easily. And people think that, um, you know, when you care, and, and I think as women, by the way, um, I wrote about this in a blog a while ago. I, you know, women are the, um, one of the reasons is we're, we're caring for another person from the, from the womb, right? And we're built to do that. Even if people don't have children, we are built right. to care for another person. Yes. And so that's part of our DNA. So it's very easy to get lost, to lose yourself in these situations, but in doing so, you can't give what you don't have, right? Yeah. You can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. So people do have to shore up their, their own well-being. They do have yes. to care for themselves, but it's not easy to remember. Would you say that from your experience that when you're running around and caring for the other person and they're in the throes of some crisis, it's not easy yeah. to remember to care for yourself? Yes, absolutely. Also because, the, you know, the focus was not definitely on me and myself or, or my well-being or my health for the moment. I'm, help, I'm, I'm well-being and I'm awful of health. It was all about her for the first couple of weeks. And certainly I was running around like a chick with my head cut off, trying to keep it all together. Um, and, you know, then I, about fourth week, fifth week, I kind of went, wow, you know, <laughs> I get it now. And, um, and um, yeah, I did take a little bit more time for myself, but certainly when you have someone of that age that went through something, you know, that quite like she did. I mean, my mother's iron woman. You know, let's not forget that she also had all the things I told you. She also had then pneumonia and then she had, you know, fluid in the lungs. And then she had, they gave her two different kinds of medication that she had horrible reactions to. So my mother in the last two months has really been through it. And what you have to do there is when you talk about empathy, I talk about empathy and then certainly sympathy when you say someone really is in need. And it, it, you know, you, you shift a little bit when you know that this is the right thing to do is to take some care of someone in need. Now, uh, should it go, you know, protract and prolong itself, then you, you know, you're looking at getting help for sure. Um, As you had mentioned to me too, you had said, well, let's, what about getting some help? Well, mom doesn't want to hear about help right now. She just doesn't want to know about it, you know, because she has to keep her mind in a very positive way, trajectory by thinking, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get over this. This is just a blip in the road and I'm, I'm going to breathe again and I'm going to, you know, be active again. And I have to, you know, I have to say, I think that by her having that mindset, um, she will get she, she, her recovery. I'm, I'm going to gamble is going to be quicker than if she was sitting around in a pity party. Oh, I agree with you 100 percent, because as we know, mindset has a lot to do with your entire well-being. Yeah. Right. 
So, um, you know, positive mindset, but there is a, you know, a realistic aspect to it, but that's not to say that it's going to go in a negative direction. It's just an awareness, but it's interesting. Something you said about, um, you know, your mother won't hear about help or anything because, you know, something that I really advocate for is if people have a parent or a loved one, let's say even 75 to 85 years of age, and I have heard this countless times, oh, they're sharp as a tack, which also is an ageist kind of statement because we think that people of that age aren't sharp as a tack, so that's like an anomaly, but whatever, um, you know, oh, they're sharp as a tack, they're doing great. And some people do do great and into their 90s until until they you know the fat lady sings so to speak but I advocate that people really do have these conversations and do make some kind of plan because when it happens if you have have taken the steps to make the plans or have the conversations it's a lot easier if you then if you're trying to do that when you're in the middle of a crisis because that's not the time to plan Absolutely. And, you know, I also advocate for brain health. I think that that's another subset and a subcategory, um, if we will. And that is, you know, just being really, really mindful about what you're putting into your body. I mean, you know, uh, some of the the, uh, issues that crop up as we age are um, genetic and some of them aren't. And there are things that we can be doing along the way to um, take care of our brains. And so um, alcohol, sugar, a lot of dietary issues, but, you know, problem, a lot of stuff they're putting in chemicals, all that sort of thing. Um, I just say, you know, maybe get yourself really uh, versed in what is healthy for, you know, brain health, what you should be doing. And guy, by the way, I'm not a doctor, please speak to your doctor about it, but I would advocate um, you know, that you do get that kind of um, information, um, you know, no matter what age you are, you know. I agree. You, you know, interestingly enough, um, uh, last week, um, I have this, um, these videos um, I started several weeks ago, Monday is Mindful Monday, uh, Tuesday is more about, uh, you know, more of the in the caregiving space, um, uh, the intricacies of that experience, and Wednesday is uh, Wellness Wednesday. So uh, today, so it's just about really what you said. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, I didn't know we were going to go there, but it just came into my mind. So um, last week I was having a conversation with two friends and we were talking about alleviating chest congestion because somebody I knew contacted me because they know that that's my area of expertise. And I gave a variety of suggestions and the person um, on the phone said a lemon bomb or something, which I didn't know about one of my friends in this call. Anyway, essential oil. Yeah. So um, it it got me thinking that. So I I said in this conversation, you know what? We're talking about clearing toxins from our our chest and clearing our breathing passages. But um, we need to be clearing toxins not only from inside our body, but from around our body, from our midst. So it's just like what you're talking about, whether it's mental health issues or your surroundings or people. But um, so interestingly enough, I asked a friend of mine, she knew of the situation. I said, so let me ask you a question. If you had chest congestion, what would you do to resolve it? And she said she would go to the pharmacy and pick up something or other. And I was like, well, what about all of these other remedies? And she, um, that was not something that was in her wheelhouse that she would even consider. So 
I it's think funny it, you should say that because I Googled that. I did Google COPD and, you know, and essential, you know, essential oils. And I took over to my mother. I think there are about seven different essential oils in this concoction that I am. I'm, I'm a huge essential oil fanatic. Uh, and so I took over, I made up the con- concoction and put, and it really gave her some, you know, some, it soothed her. It was, you know, um, I forget exactly what all, apart from the eucalyptus and rosemary and lavender. And I can't remember everything that was in it. But, you know, essential oils are certainly, she, you know, she puts it on her chest. Certainly that helps. Uh, and certainly the bottom of your feet where, you know, the osmosis through the skin is, is, um, is easiest. It's a, it's the easiest port of entry. Um, and so, you know, she just, she loves the pampering part of it, I think. Um, but yeah, essential oils are also another, I mean, it, you know, I, I know they can help again. I am not a doctor. I, I do, you know, but I do advocate kind of finding other ways that are not allopathic medicine that, you know, might be able to give some relief. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I agree because they, I mean, they, they are, they're kind of tried and true. Like I said, um, in this video, you know, my mother used to put Vicks vapor rub on my chest right. to alleviate chest congestion, which has well, that's eucalyptus. eucalyptus. Exactly. Right. So I, said, um, I meant allopathic, not allopathic. It's allopathic. Right. Forgive me. <laughs> that's okay. So I, I just think, you know, how important that is, but I think, it's so important, I think, for more people to be yeah. educated about that. But it, it does, like I said, we're not doctors. Right. And, um, you know, it's up to a person if they want to embrace that. But I think why add more chemicals to your body? Uh, because um, I remember years ago, my son, he's a, a fitness professional. And um, I used to drink diet soda now and again, I don't drink soda anymore, I haven't for right. years, but every now and again, and one time he lives in California. One time um, I ordered a diet soda and he said, why are you having a diet soda? So I told him, you know, the sugar, he said, yeah, but your body can burn sugar, not chemicals. And that was a light bulb yes. moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, I, again, certainly, you know, it would be redundant to say, drink a lot of water and you right. know, get exercise, make sure you get your sunshine uh, and the affirmations. I have to come back to my book, but I, you know, there are many other places. Affirmations are, I love affirmations. I also love vision boards and uh, you know, where you, you, you know, you just take, you know, images that you, well, you, know, you, you know, things that you aspire to, you put them on a vision board and look at them every day so that the reticular activating, you know, system in your brain will see them all the time and, and, and manifest them. Um, just as you're doing, you know, Phyllis, we said that yesterday about how you're manifesting so many phenomenal things that you talk about doing, and then all of a sudden it's truth, right? You talk about it, you manifest it. And then, wow, guess what I, who I just met and guess what's possible now? Because, you know, the possibilities are still endless, notwithstanding the difficult times we're going through, you know, the financial heart, you know, hardships, all of the other things that were happening. You just stay focused on what's important to you and what's the end game, the light at the end of your tunnel. And believe me, you know, jump on, jump on the train because you'll, you'll, you are going to, you'll, you'll make your dreams come true. I promise. I, I agree with you 100%. And there are so many people out there. This is this, like you said in the beginning, this is the time, this is your time to find your deep seated passions or find new ones. Um, you know, something you may be you never thought of. And all of a sudden, you're exposed to something and you say, gee, I'd like to try that or learn more about that. And right. talk about brain health. Uh, yeah. learning new things, learning new languages, learning how to play an instrument, learning, reading a book where you learn something Traveling, new. Traveling, like that is critical for brain health. Right. Absolutely. Right. Travel is also another thing that just opens up your 
It opens your eyes. It opens your heart. It opens your spirit. It opens your soul. I mean, you could just travel to the next town, next state, next city, next. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, broad. But I know I haven't been on any yet, but I know I have neighbors across the street that just swear by the senior cruises right? and they are affordable and you're off to places unknown and some are known and some are unknown, <laughs> but you know, you're starting to really get out and just have fun and meet different people on these cruises. I mean, they come back so gassed up having the time of their lives. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate for travel as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'll just say this quickly before we end. When I was, um, when I graduated from college, which I graduated at an early age, and I wanted to take six months abroad. And um, my father had died when I was 17. My family didn't think that was a great idea because whatever money there was, I'd be using it. And I said, listen, if I don't do it now, I don't know if I'll be able to do it. So this was right. the time. So I, I spent six months living with the family in Denmark. And I actually did take some courses at the University of Copenhagen at the time. But I say that that opened my, like you say, my eyes, my heart, my soul to totally different ways of things and cultures. Um, I lived there for six months, traveled. I traveled to Eastern European countries. At that time, I traveled to Russia and Russian occupied Czechoslovakia and Italy, which I loved. I know you're going to Italy soon. And um, I lived there for 30 years. (laughs) Yeah. So I I mean, I just feel like it, it added so much to me as a person. Right. Um, So I agree with you a hundred percent. Find girlfriends. I mean, some people say, Oh, I don't know how to go. go." You know, I mean, there are singles cruises, there are singles seniors cruises, there are singles meetup groups, meetup.com, everybody, Uh, you know, put in what you're looking for. You're going to get up and go, you know, just get up and go. Uh, um, I agree a hundred percent. If you need help getting there, if you need, you know, my mother doesn't want to know about a walker. She doesn't want to know about a wheelchair. She doesn't, who cares? Just get there. You know, there's again, no blame, no shame and no guilt, right? Just go and enjoy yourselves. This is, you know, it ain't over yet. It's not uh, over. I agree. And I just want to address the fact that some people may say, well, from a budgetary point of view, maybe they can't do that. But guess sure. what? Go to a local museum. Yeah. Go to your local library. They have yeah. talks. They have lectures. They have speakers. Um, you know, take out books that you never read before. Yes. They have concerts. There's always yes. something that you can do yes. to learn something new. Be around other people. Be exposed. You know, I was talking. I have a client, and um, um, he was uh, he lost his wife a couple of years ago, and he was on a business trip in um, in a city, right? And um, he got there a day early, so I asked him what he was going to do that evening. And this particular city is known for their music and culture and all of this. He said, oh, I'll just stay in the hotel room until tomorrow. I said, well, why would you do that? Do you love music? He said, yes. I said, go out, be around people. Uh, listen to music. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not saying you're looking to meet anybody, but be around the stimulation of of music and conversation around other people. And he did. And he was so thrilled that he did. Thrilled, so it could be course. something very simple that you could do. It doesn't have to be lavish. I totally agree. You know, I'm, you know, I've always got a suitcase pack. So for me, uh, you know, I love, I love getting up and going and I, and I do as much as I can. So I really appreciate this, Clarissa. This has been fantastic. It's uh, from the time I heard you speak, this was a, a dream come true. So thank you so much. And um, 
I mean, all the value, your book, The Self-Esteem Regime. Tell people where they can get it. And Absolutely. Um, you know, wherever you buy books, you can get it at barnesandnoble.com. You can get it in the Barnes and Noble stores. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle. And you can get it on Audible, should you prefer to listen to your books. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. So thanks again so much. And I know you're heading off to Italy soon. So have a great trip. Thank so much. thanks for you know listening today, for taking the time from your busy schedule to listen and to hear this wonderful information. Um, And like I said, it's been an honor and a privilege to have this conversation with you. So please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk for more informative conversations of the senior years of our lives. And this is Phyllis Amon signing off for today. Please remember to like, click and share the episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms.